0: Hi everyone, I'm Chloe and welcome back to another episode of What's Up WWE Universe, the podcast where we talk about news, rumors, wrestlers, matches, and everything going on in the WWE Universe. Again, I mentioned that for a week or so there might not be an episode, but We're back, baby! I got a new device so we can finally do our podcast again. And as always, before we get started, make sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and tell everyone you know so that we can keep our audience growing and spreading. Now, let's kick off this right and talk about the last episode of Monday Night Raw. So, on this past week's episode of Monday Night Raw, we saw, we kicked off with the almighty WWE champion Bobby Lashley and MVP. They addressed Drew McIntyre and Kofi Kingston, who obviously Kofi Kingston last week put a victory over Bobby Lashley with a little help from Drew McIntyre. And then Drew McIntyre came out and interrupted, and the New Day interrupted them, and they actually confronted Drew McIntyre. And, because, like, they obviously said that, like, oh, I could have beaten Bobby without your help. And so, Adam Pearce came out and set up Kofi Kingston versus Drew McIntyre. And the winner would get a WWE title match at Hell in a Cell. These two men are definitely, I'm a huge fans of both of them. So, I'm very happy that they're both in the championship foreground. Obviously, Drew's been in it for the past year. And now, Kofi's back in it. Of course, we had Kofi Mania about two years ago. And he did not get his proper rematch after Brock Lesnar cashed in on him. And so it'll be nice maybe if Kofi could maybe get his chance at the championship again. And then we saw Kofi versus Drew. But obviously Bobby Lashley and MVP were on ringside during the match. And they actually got wiped out by Kofi during the match. But there was It was a non-contest because of disqualification. Bobby and MVP brawled with Drew McIntyre and Kofi Kingston, which made it a non-contest. And they all just brawled after the match. And then we saw Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair backstage, of course, staring each other down like the rivals they are. They're actually going to have a Hell in a Cell match, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. But then someone who we actually talked about hopefully getting some more spotlight Lately on this podcast is Nikki Cross, and she said, and they basically told Nikki that they could all beat each other in two minutes, and so Ria accepted to beat her in two minutes, and so they had Ria Ripley and Nikki Cross had a beat the clock challenge, and Ria, in order to win, had to beat Nikki in under two minutes, but Ria did get a little carried away, which led the timer to run out, and Nikki did win the match. So hopefully this will shine some spotlight for Nikki, regardless of who wins at Hell in a Cell. Maybe she'll, get, she'll be next in line for the title opportunity if Rhea, win, Rhea wins. Or even if Rhea ends up losing the Raw Women's Championship, maybe they'll start a rivalry between them two. And then we saw Asuka versus Charlotte Flair. Obviously these two, a tale as old as time. They've, of course, been rivals for about three years. Charlotte was the one who ended Asuka's streak, and a few months ago, they were actually women's tag team champions, but once again, they are foes now, and there was an incredible showing from these two women, and Charlotte did end up picking picking up the victory, which means she gets a title shot at Hell in a Cell. And then we saw Adam Pearce setting up a rematch for Drew McIntyre and Kofi Kingston for next week. So, it'll be like the same stipulation. Whoever wins gets a title shot at Hell in a Cell. And then we saw Adam Pearce got Bobby Lashley. And he confronted him and MVP and threatened to suspend them if they interfere in Kofi and Drew's rematch. And, because, I mean, obviously, WWE being suspended? Are you serious? Like... I mean, I'm sure, like, obviously storyline-wise, maybe he would be stripped of that title if they got suspended. But anyways, we saw Shelton Benjamin versus Cedric Alexander. These two once friends, but now foes, because Cedric accused Shelton of being the weak link on the Hurt Business. Of the Hurt Business, my bad. And they actually had a match a couple weeks ago, and we saw Shelton pull off the victory a few weeks ago. But this week it was different because while the ref was distracted, Cedric put a thumb to the eye of Shelton and beat him. And there was a pretty good showing, I'd say, between these two men. And I don't know if this rivalry is going to be over by now. I don't think it will be. We'll just have to see a little later and see where it goes. And then we saw Riddle versus Xavier Woods. Of course, with this whole new RK bro thing. He's tried to be the peacekeeper. Riddle has been trying to be the peacekeeper between Randy Orton and The New Day. But that hasn't worked out very well. So we saw Xavier Woods versus Riddle. And great showing by both of these men. But then, at the end of the match, we saw Riddle actually hitting Xavier Woods with the RKO. So, I don't know, maybe... Randy will get mad because Riddle uses move or maybe this will be the start of a Riddle heel turn which would be extremely interesting because his character right now is not at all anything that you'd see in a heel at all so that would be very interesting. And then we saw AJ Styles versus Jackson Riker. I think Elias and Jackson Riker are definitely the top contenders for the Raw Tag Team Championships. So maybe they'll face AJ and Omos at Hell in a Cell for the championships. But we saw Jackson Riker picking up the victory over AJ Styles. But then after the match, we saw Omos attacking Elias after the match. So, I mean, you do not want to make Omos um- mad. Trust me. Like, I've never even been around the guy. but You do not want to. I definitely would not. And then we saw Seamus and Humberto Carrillo. And we did see Seamus winning the match. And then Seamus continued to attack Humberto after the match. But then Ricochet came in and helped Humberto fight off Seamus. And so, definitely the top contenders in the United States Championship picture. Definitely Humberto. And then Ricochet. And maybe... Menseer, I don't know how to say it. You guys are just going to have to deal with it. Maybe he'll come back because he did have a match against Sheamus. And that's as, so far been his only match right now on Raw. And then we saw Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax getting ready for their Women's Tag Team Championship rematch against Natalia and Tamina that they were having. And, of course, Shayna is not Reginald's biggest fan. So she basically forced Reginald to stay backstage and... And then we saw another promo from Eva Marie talking about basically getting her exercise and being strong and talking about how she's helped people with that as well. And so maybe the evolution is almost ready. I wonder if she'll be like in a title picture, but we'll just have to wait and see. And then we saw Natalia and Tamina versus Nia Jackson and Shana Baszler for the women's tag team championships. And while... Reginald was supposed to stay backstage. He came out during the match, and then she, he tried to be forced out again. But he got while he was walking back up, he got hit with pyro again, most likely courtesy of Alexa Bliss. She did not appear on the show. I don't know if she was supposed to, but I'm sure you all have heard the unfortunate news of her beloved pet pet pig, Larry Steve's passing. So I'm sure that. Might have had something to do with it. But Natalia and Tamina did retain their championships. But Shayna Baszler confronted Reginald and challenged him to a match for next week. Now we've seen a lot of intergender matches with Reginald. He faced Sasha Banks. He faced Tamina. And so I'm very interested to see where this whole Reginald... Storyline goes, and where all these other storylines go, especially heading up to Hell in a Cell, who, like, will be in these Hell in a Cell matches in the actual Cell. I'm very interested to see that. But, yeah, that will do it for this past episode of Monday Night Raw. Now, let's talk about this past episode of NXT. So, on this past episode of NXT... We kicked off the night with Shotzi Blackheart, my favorite, on NXT, of course, and Ember Moon versus Raquel Gonzalez, NXT Women's Champion, and Dakota Kai in a tag team match. Of course, there is plenty of history between these two teams. Dakota and Raquel beat them to become the first ever Women's Dusty Cup winners and the first ever NXT Women's Tag Team Championships that they didn't even hold for, like, an hour before Shotzi and Ember came and took them off them. And we saw Shotzi and Ember winning the match. But after the match, we saw NXT Women's Champion Raquel Gonzalez brutalizing Shotzi. And Dakota Kai restrain Ember Moon just faking her watch. Everything. And it was just not good. So maybe they'll, their feud will retain. I mean continue. Not retain. Duh. And maybe Shotzi or Emmer will challenge Raquel for the championship at some point. And then we saw Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Champa sending out a message to the grizzled young veterans. Of course, that is definitely their biggest competition as of right now. And then we saw Pete Dunn versus Bobby Fish. This is Bobby Fish's Bobby Fish's oh, I don't know what to say. First match s- since his injury after war games. And unfortunately he could not pull off the victory. Pete Dunne was the one who prevailed. And then we saw Oni Lorcan who is currently in an alliance with Pete Dunn, Attacking Bobby Fish after the match. So I'm sure this feud will definitely continue. And then we saw Mercedes Martinez talking about how she wants a spot at the top. And then she went to go do her match. But Boa looked on behind her. And then we saw a promo from Hit Row. They want championships, definitely. They took a shot after Kushida, Bronson Reed, MSK. Just about all the championships. So maybe, of course, we saw... A few months ago, back when Santos Escobar was still Cruiserweight Champion, Isaiah Swerve-Scott, before his heel turn, was went up against him many times. So maybe he also, he definitely wants that North, not the North American Championship ch- Cruiserweight Championship. And maybe Top Dalla and Ashanti can go after the Tag Team Championships. But we'll just have to wait and see how that will work. And then we saw Mercedes Martinez versus Zeta Ramirez, and we saw Mercedes winning that match. But then after that, the lights went out, and Tian Sha's Mei Ying appeared on the video board in the perform not the well yeah the performance center, and then smoke filled feel- filled it the center, and then the lights went out. And then when they returned, the little mark that Zi Li, her group. Gibbs was on Mercedes' hand, and so maybe this will be the start of Azali and Mercedes Martinez rivalry. And then we saw the million dollar face-off between Ted DiBiase and Cameron Grimes, and of course, DiBiase and Cameron Grimes were talking about like, never meet your idols, basically, trash-talking each other. But then we saw L.A. Knight Coming and interrupting it. And he actually attacked Cameron Grimes. So I guess you could say Ted DiBiase won this. And then we saw Indy Hartwell looking for Dexter Loomis backstage. And she actually interrupted Everise. She was just trying to find Dexter Loomis. Talking about, oh yeah, yeah, we deserve the championships. Where's Dexter? And Everise kind of got onto her For interrupting their show. And then we saw Drake Maverick coming out and actually helping her. And he was like, I saw him last in that room. And then we saw a picture. And then we saw a bunch of pictures that Dexter drew of his heart being broken. Because we saw last week Candice LeRae and Indy were at the spa. And, of course, we saw... Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon getting, like, little treats and flowers that were said to be from Dexter. And so, Indy thought that Dexter didn't like her anymore. And so, she was like, oh, you were so right about that loser, Dexter Loomis. But she didn't realize Dexter was giving her a massage. So, he heard everything. And we talked about, like, there was a florist, something from a florist shop on Candace's credit card. She was like, oh no, that doesn't ring a bell. So that obviously says that Candice was the one who bought the flowers to make Indy think that it was Dexter that gave Shotzi and Ember the flowers. So she was like, he still loves me. And then we saw Frankie Monet's in-ring debut against Cora Jade. And We saw Frankie winning. She was actually pretty good. And I'm very excited to see what she does in NXT. And then we saw the grizzled young veteran sending out a message to the tag team division. Of course, soon to be recognized as the NXT Tag Team Champions. (laughs) Of course. And then we saw Walter confronting Imperium for losing their tag team titles to Ray Zango. Which was, of course, like a while ago. Like, we haven't seen that much of Brees Angle on TV, which I'd love to see them more because they're like my favorite NXT tag team. But, of course, we saw Alexander Wolf getting turned on by Imperium. And now Alexander Wolf has been released by WWE. And so I guess that this will put Imperium back in the tag team division because they were champions for quite some time. And then we saw... Bronson Reed celebrating his title win. And then Legado del Fantasma interrupted. And then, because, like, I think definitely Santos Escobar wants that North American championship. And then we saw MSK coming out. And they and Bronson Reed attack Legado del Fantasma. Because I also think, of course, that they also want the tag team gold. And then we saw... William Regal, he announced a triple threat match next week to determine the number one contender for the NXT Championship that will face him at NXT TakeOver In Your House. And it's between Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunne, and Johnny Gargano. So it will definitely give these men some recognition, which I'm very happy to see. And then we saw Karrion Cross versus Finn Balor for the NXT Championship. They're all it was a very good match. Great, great wrestlers. They're both amazing, but Caring Cross did for Bale because I do feel like he has more work to do as the NXT champion. Well, that'll do it for the recap of NXT. I'm very excited for In Your House and where all these stories lead up to it. So now let's talk about the past episode of Friday Night SmackDown. <laughs> So on this past episode of Friday Night SmackDown, we saw quite a lot, just to say. We saw the Usos getting ready for their first tag team match in over a year. And Roman Reigns, of course, came up to them and questioned them about their tag team match, if they were ready, how they were feeling. And then Jimmy walked out to go and Jay let Roman know that he was with him. But then Roman was like, tell your brother that. And then we saw the Street Prophets coming out and talking about the Usos and about, of course, their whole lines with Roman Reigns. And the Usos came out and interrupted them. And Jay confronted them for getting Roman involved. And so it set up a lot of tension for their match. And then we saw the Street Prophets versus the Usos. It was a very great match. I really liked it. And then we saw the Usos overcoming, so I don't know, maybe they'll stay a tag team or maybe Roman will come between them and maybe they'll start a brother versus brother rivalry. We'll just have to wait and see. And then we saw Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, they were talking about how they wanted the SmackDown Tag Team Championships back because they had a SmackDown Tag Team Championships match. And we're going to talk about that a little later. And then we saw the women's tag team champions, Natalia and Tamina, against the Riot Squad. And of course, we haven't seen the Riot Squad in a little bit. Last time we saw them on TV, Car- Carmella beat Ruby Riot in singles competition. But we did, of course, see Natalia and Tamina. It wasn't like a title match, of course, so there was nothing on the line, but they did win. And so I don't know, but maybe. Maybe the Riot Squad will enter the tag team division, the championship picture. That would be very cool to see them in that position. And then we saw the Usos. They got a tag team title opportunity. And so, I don't know. Maybe they'll be champions, have all the gold. Roman will have the Universal Championship. Maybe they'll have the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. And then we saw the SmackDown Women's Champion, Bianca Belair, in one on one singles competition against Carmella. And then, oh, the best, Bailey. She joined on commentary. And of course, was talking about how Bianca cheated to win back the, t- Smackdown, ta- the SmackDown Women's Championship. Why do I want to say tag team? SmackDown Women's Championship at Backlash by using her hair. Which is like, I know you guys, I'm sure you guys have heard about the whole thing. Like, Bianca and Bailey are destined to have like a hair versus hair match. That would be, I don't know, maybe that'll come at Hell in a Cell. We'll just have to see. But Bianca did, of course, defeat Carmella, and Bailey just stood on the announce table and just laughed. And of course, hashtag Bellanca has been trending because of Michael Cole accidentally calling Bianca Bellanca, and Bailey's like, her name's Bianca. You win it. Just Bailey screamed at Michael Cole, as usual. And then we saw the Mysterios talking about their game plan for their championship match. How they'll prevail and they'll just have that father-son dynamic in that ring. And then we saw Seth Rollins coming out, wanting to fight Cesaro... Of course, it was Seth Rollins' birthday, and then he shared some audio from Cesaro's hospital room. It was like a loud, almost having like a puking or belching sound. I don't know, but then, of course, obviously he was faking it, and he actually blamed the WWE universe for brainwashing Cesaro into thinking that he could like be beaten, which obviously, of course, Cesaro has beaten Seth Rollins. Beat him at. WrestleMania in an amazing match. But moving on, we saw Kevin Owens versus Apollo Crews. Kevin Owens has been in the, the Intercontinental Championship um, picture for about a few weeks now. And he had a match, a non tile match. But Kevin Owens technically did win via disqualification. Commander Aziz blasted him with the Nigerian nail. And KO was not doing well. Absolutely not. And then we saw Roman Reigns confronting Jay Uso for getting the title match. Because I don't know if Roman Reigns is very happy about the Usos being back together. He just wants everything to be perfect. And wants him to be head of the table. And just... Roman just wants everything to be according to him, of course. And then we saw Rick Boogs playing Shinsuke Nakamura out for his match against Chad Gable. And before the match, of course, Otis was on ringside for Chad, and he attacked Shinsuke pre-match. And then actually, mid-match, King Corbin came out and took back his crown that Shinsuke Nakamura had a possession of. And then we saw Shinsuke beating Chad and winning the match. With a vicious Shasa, And then after the match, Rick Boogs attacked King Corbin from behind. And Shinsuke Moore took back the crown. And then we saw Kevin Owens got a Intercontinental Championship match. Where Commander Ibses would be banned from ringside. So we wouldn't have to worry about like getting disqualified or anything. And then all of a sudden before... A tag Team Championship match. Rey Mysterio got injured backstage, and so Dominic went in for a handicap match, which is basically what happened at Backlash. The opposite: Dominic got injured, but like he still came out and fought. But then during the match, um, Rey came out and it distracted. Yeah, it distracted Robert Roode. Sorry, I couldn't remember if it was all for Robert. And Dominic rolled him up and pinned him. And him and Ray are still the tag team champions. Because I think that it would just be way too ridiculous to have, like, such a historical win. And, like, have it be taken off, like, a week later. Or, like, not even a week. like Yeah, about two weeks later almost. But, anyways, that is it for our SmackDown recap. I'm very excited again to see where all these storylines go, especially with Roman Reigns and the Usos and where all these lead up to before Hell in a Cell. And let's talk about some news WWE has released Adnan (laughs) Verk. So Adnan Verk has been head sportscaster on Monday Night Raw for a few weeks now. And after only, again, a few weeks of being with WWE, he has decided to part ways with WWE, most likely for the better, definitely. I'm going to say this in the nicest way possible. He was definitely not the best sportscaster, let's just say that. I think maybe if they didn't want him... Like as if they really wanted him as a sportscaster, they should have put him on the side, like Corey or Corey or Byron, and. But anyways, he of course I think he definitely needed a better education of what wrestling was as a whole, and of course the different moves. Of course, everyone freaked out when he didn't know that Natalia's move was the heart attack, and of course, although. Wow! Whoa. Of course, there were so many memes of that, but he has now parted ways and will be replaced with Jimmy Smith, who will hopefully be a better commentator than Adnan. I don't think that will be super hard, but we'll just have to wait and see, and hopefully we'll get some better commentating on Monday Night Raw now. Now, let's talk about a rumor. Will there be a large Universal Championship match at SummerSlam? So, on August 21st, 2021, of course, SummerSlam is going to be happening, which is going to be so awesome, and it's going to actually get to have fans, because I'm sure you all have heard that WWE is going to go back on the road and actually have live shows again with fans, which will be so exciting and refreshing, because it's just felt so weird without them, because that's a lot of what WWE thrives off of. But anyways, there is a rumor of a very big Universal Championship match. Of course, Roman Reigns is the Universal Champion now. And there is big talk of a return from John Cena where he will return and challenge Roman Reigns for his Universal Championship match. Now, I got to give all the credit for this source to SportsKinder.com. And so, I think this will be an extremely massive match, of course. Getting to see John Cena back. Um, I am a pretty big John Cena fan. And I'm very interested in seeing this match. If it happens, I would love to see it happen. Because I am fans of both Roman and John Cena. And I think they're both really great wrestlers. And for them to meet. And maybe, I don't know, maybe... John Cena can have a bit of a return and maybe if he does, if this match does happen and he does win, he could have a little reign as Universal Champion. And I would absolutely love to see that reign because that would just be so cool. I know a bunch of people might bash me for this, but I'm a John Cena fan. But either way, I would be happy to see this match. And also if... By then, Roman Reigns doesn't lose his championship. He would hold. He would have held that championship for almost a year because he got it last August at Payback. But anyways, I am very interested to see if this match does happen. But we'll just have to wait and see when SummerSlam rolls around. All right. Now, actually, for this wrestler segment, we're going to talk about a tag team. The tag team of Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. So for the past little while now, one of the top women's tag teams has been Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Now, Mandy, of course, was in a tag team with Sonya Deville, For quite some time, Fire and Desire, Absolution, when they were with Paige, of course, but she, this is her second tag team, I want to say. Yeah. And of course, Dana Brooke, a few years ago, was being mentored by Charlotte Flair, but of course, that ended quite some time ago. And now they are a tag team and are taking the women's division by storm. Of course, they're. They already have some pretty memorable moments, especially from their tag team turmoil match at WrestleMania between Mandy Fallen under the entrance and Dana's wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, that was pretty memorable, but they actually did have a few women's tag team championship matches back when Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler were still champions, and I think also during their first reign as well. And... They actually did almost win, but, of course, Lana came out and basically ruined it for them. Thanks, Lana. And they still have been a pretty good tag team. think, like, of course, them and Lana and Naomi. And now, of course, Naya and Shayna. I think they all want those championships for sure. And so it'll be very interesting to see who the next tag team champs will be after Natalia and Tamina's reign is over but I think I would like to see them have a pretty long reign but as for Mandy and Dana I think they do really bring out the best in one another and I really like the idea of them being put together for being a tag team because again I think they really do bring out the best in each other and they can spice up the women's division the tag team division a lot and I don't know maybe hopefully they'll get a tag team title opportunity at some point but we'll just have to wait and see again I guess I'm saying that a million times we have to wait and see but anyways let's talk about an upcoming match Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair at Hell in a Cell for the Raw Women's Championship So the next pay-per-view is going to be Hell in a Cell. I believe it's June 20th. And one of the matches that is happening is Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship. Now of course there is a pretty big history between these two women, of course, with Charlotte beating Rhea last year at WrestleMania for the Raw for the NXT Women's Championship. And so definitely is carrying that on her back, of course, and I, as far as I know, I don't think this is an actual Hell in a Cell match, like, in the Cell. I wouldn't be surprised if it ultimately becomes that, but I'm very excited to see these women back in the ring with each other again. This will be their very first singles match with each other in quite some time. Which we can see maybe, of course, Rhea has improved from that time. And maybe she can actually beat Charlotte. And I still do think that Rhea has a long, still like a lot left to do as Raw Women's Champion. And again, we talked about maybe she can start like a feud afterwards with Nikki Cross. After her beating her in the Beat the Clock Challenge. But I just overall think it's going to be a very great match and a great showing from these awesome women, because they're such awesome women, such awesome wrestlers. They're just, everything about them is awesome. Now let's talk about our predictions for this match. So for our predictions for Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley, For the Raw Women's Championship at Hell in a Cell. Again, as always, it's going to be a great match. I can definitely tell you that. But no matter if it's in a cell or just a regular match, it's going to be great. But like I mentioned earlier, just a second ago, I still feel like Rhea has a lot more ways to go as Raw Women's Champion. She only has had it for like... A little under two months now. And so I just really feel like she has a lot more to give as Rob Women's Champion. So I am going to go with what I just feel. And I'm just going to say Rhea Ripley is going to retain her Rob Women's Championship against Charlotte Flair, get her some WrestleMania 36 redemption, of course. And again, just have a great showing from both these women. And again, maybe starting a feud with Nikki Cross for the championship because I just feel like Nikki, of course, would needs a push, and I'd absolutely love to see her at the top of the division. All right, that'll do it for this episode of What's Up, WWE Universe. Again, make sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and tell everyone you know so that we can keep our audience growing and spreading. And remember, new episodes come out every Sunday. All right, I'm Chloe, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye!